Paddy Finn is from Viatas, based in Castle Troy. Good morning to you, Paddy. How are you doing? Good morning, Joe. Uh, doing very well. What do you do at your company? Uh, so, Viotas, uh, what we do is we contract large electricity users who are willing to reduce their electricity consumption if prices are very high in the power system. And we trade them in the electricity market just like a power station and then they can get paid to reduce power instead of a power station having to be turned on. So if you add up all of our customers, we'd be about twice the size of our beneficiary. Okay. Um, your, your line, do you have the radio on in the background there by any chance? Because, Paddy, if you do, would you turn it down? Because No. no so your line isn't fantastic. Okay. Um, so in terms of uh, how that can benefit one of our listeners, the customer, can you explain that? Well, how it benefits customers is that our customer, our customers will reduce their electricity to avoid higher price generation having to come onto the system. So at the moment, there's a lot of scarcity on the grid. And even if we look around Limerick with some of our customers, uh, you'd have the likes of Roach's Feeds, Limerick Blow Moulding, even Super Valley on Castle Troy, and even the wastewater treatment plant. Uh, recently, they've been reducing their demand heavily in the evening um, to uh, avoid higher power stations having to come onto the grid, which actually keeps uh, electricity prices a little lower for everybody in Ireland. Okay, so it's business only. It's business only. Right. So, will that be of any benefit to consumers in terms of electricity usage uh, this uh, year? Because obviously the big concern going into the winter is blackouts. It it will help to curb the issue around potential involuntary load shedding. Um, So blackouts are So blackouts are something different. So blackouts are where there's a catastrophic issue in the power system and within a few seconds the whole power system fails. Um, but there's a number of measures in place to avoid that happening. So uh, the first thing that happens is that if there's a shortage of generation on the system, uh, the regulators have put in measures that have, um, what they'll first do is look towards very large industrial customers with with, uh, companies like ourselves to reduce their consumption. Then they'll go out to other large customers who aren't voluntarily doing this and they will force them to reduce their demand by 50%. So you're talking your data centers and large manufacturing. And after that, then, it will go to what's called involuntary load shedding, where they pick areas of the grid and they would cut off certain areas, but not the whole country. Um, It's effectively cut off limbs to avoid the body. Um, Are you saying then, Paddy Finn, that the end of the chain would be the ordinary consumer, that they get the most protection or... Am I wrong about that? Absolutely. So all measures are taken to try to avoid residential customers being affected by this and being cut off. Presumably, though, there are certain emergency facilities around the country and others that they will protect as well. Entirely, yeah, absolutely. So what they've done is they've issued notices to the the largest of electricity customers on the power system and and of those is about one and a half gigawatts. So that that should avert most instances that should arise this uh, this coming winter. Uh, but there is a considerable shortage on the grid. So if, if you look at how generation is procured on the grid, four years in advance, um, the uh, air grid look towards what's going to be needed for the grid. And then there's an auction run and they procure enough generation to say, OK, you can help to meet what's needed in that year. And I guess what's happened for this year is that uh, of the 7,500 megawatts that were procured for this year, um, 500 
then actually reneged on the contracts. So uh, uh, the largest sum of that was ESB, who were supposed to build uh, five projects that were supposed to come live for this coming winter. And then they, after having agreed in 2019 that they'd have those projects built, uh, 408 megawatts, in 2021, they gave notice that they were uh, pulling out of those contracts and that they wouldn't be delivered. And that meant then that there was effectively too short of a time frame to build more generation. Right. Uh, we're talking to Paddy Finn of uh, Viotis, uh, based in Castle Troy. So clearly you're an expert in this area. Uh, have you been a bit surprised by the government, even in recent days, almost saying, oh, what? Um, you know, we weren't aware that this could be as big a problem as it now looks as though it might be in the autumn and winter in Ireland. I'm surprised there's any level of surprise in this because... I know that this is something that we've been working through ourselves with, with AirGrid and with the regulators for the past two years. And it's a problem that isn't going away just after this winter because that generation that wasn't built, um, that was expected to be online for the next, you know, they were contracted for 10 years. So that's a, that's a shortfall that will exist next year as well. Does that mean that, for example, Money Point, not far from us, there's been an impact there? They were going to switch to another type of production, is that right? Yeah, but that's been that's been kept live. So they're trying to extend the life of of more power plants in the system to try to deal with this, and um, also trying to they, they have plans to bring some emergency generation online. Even though I I, I believe that, that that's question in question now at the moment. Infrastructure is key, isn't it? And you know we have heard talk of wind electricity generation uh, off the Shannon Estuary, for example. Again, not far from us. And you look around at our natural resources and think, well, we should be able to deal with this. In fact, we should be a net exporter of electricity. However, it does require massive upfront investment. So I, I guess the problem is arising a little earlier than we've been able to deal with it. So you're absolutely right. So the resource that we have in Ireland is renewable energy. But sadly, in contrast to almost any other country where you develop renewable energy, the um, planning is very slow in Ireland. So if, if you look at Ireland, Ireland spends $20 million a day, which is money leaving the Irish economy to pay for fossil fuels. Um, so it's 20 million a day. So that means that we're hugely exposed to the volatility of uh, international energy markets. So if, if the price of energy doubles, or if you look at gas, actually, since over the last two years, the wholesale price of gas has gone up about tenfold. Um, that means Ireland is hugely exposed. So if that 20 million turns into 40 million, that means that the cost of living in Ireland goes up by 20 million a day. And if we, as we invest in more renewable energy in Ireland, it brings the cost down and, and very importantly, it keeps that money in the economy. Mm. This is huge for the government, isn't it, going into the autumn and winter? You know, one of the things that we depend on with a government is that they keep the lights on. And yeah. how will they make decisions, not just the government, but also the regulator and the power companies, on which areas of the country get turned off, for how long? Will there be, for example, a rural-urban divide on this? Most of the shortage, actually, is, of generation is in the Dublin region. Um, so that's where, that's where it's quite problematic. And I think very much, as I said, mostly they're focusing on trying to... Um, uh, to use large industrial customers to avoid uh, other areas of the grid getting affected. Okay.
But if they have to turn it off by area and by region, are you suggesting that Dublin could get hit worse than the rest of the country? It seems unlikely because, let's be honest, most of the national media who shout loudest about this are based in Dublin. Um, isn't it more likely that they'll unfortunately use a piece of West Limerick or down in West Cork first? Well, if you use Limerick or West Cork, then you've cut off a huge area with very little impact for the grid. So, whereas if they if they take some um, densely populated areas, they can uh, get more results for uh, for a single disconnection. Are they more likely to do it in Tala than Fox Rock? I wouldn't think so. So, how um, will they do it? Uh, so, I, if I, they have to go down to domestic, which they might have to now. I mean, you know, there's a lot of games being played here, but. Uh, from what I gather, it will be on a kind of a, on a rolling basis, so it avoids the same customers getting hit multiple times. Okay, so Tala might get hit once, then Fox Rock, then Fox Rock might get hit once across yeah. the winter. And yeah. are we likely? I mean, will Castle Troy be affected where you're based? Um, well, we, we don't know. Uh, we don't know. So, the, like, it depends on the conditions on the graders at that point in time as to where they feel, where they know from their real-time information, where they can get most um, most response from what it is that they, the actions that they take. As a matter of interest now, would you be as well off living near a hospital in these circumstances, do you think? Are well, they yeah, less so likely those, to do it there? Yeah, so those areas those areas will be protected, um, certainly. So those areas of the system will be protected. Um, but but again, I just think that like when you, when you look at the measures that are taken before they have to get down to... To residential customers, it's 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 highly unlikely that that they're going to get down to residential customers. But one thing that is very important, though, is that um, even if they haven't had to disconnect people, they're using very expensive sources of generation on the grid at that point in time. So that's driving up the price for everybody. So you know, we we heard Amory speaking there. So the actions that she's taking and that other customers like that are taking is is actually really helping to both provide security for everybody on the island and also helping to avoid uh, absolutely extortionate prices for everybody on the island as well. Okay, well, look, it's been a pleasure to talk to you, Paddy Finn. Something tells me we might be chatting to you again during the uh, autumn and winter. In ways, I keep the fingers crossed that we're not, but I suspect we might be. <laughs> absolutely, and I, one thing I would advise everybody is to make sure that their that their um, contracts are, t- are tied in for the coming months so that they're not out of contract with their electricity or gas suppliers. And the earlier that they tie in, the, the better. Brilliant. All right. Great to talk to you. Thank you so much for your time and your expertise this morning. That is Paddy Finn from Viatas based in Castle Troy. Uh, if you are a business, for example, you can check out their website. That's V-I-O-T-A-S for more. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nett on Live 95.